0: Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills.
1: We know we can do nothing without the Spirit of God. And we cry and we pray and we ask, Lord, that you bless us, Lord, as we come before your word. We pray that we will not leave this place the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Are you ready to receive the word of God today? I believe that the word of God is coming unto us and we are going to be blessed. Amen. Now before we get into our subject I just want to make a comment here that it is very important as we hear the word of God that we take heed. Amen. Because the cardinal sign, everybody say cardinal. Cardinal is another word for when I say the cardinal sign, it's like the main sign, a major sign of the spirit of foolishness. Is A person's reaction to wisdom and advice. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 9, it says, give instruction to a wise man and he will increase in his wisdom. A person who is already wise, if you give him instruction, he will become wiser. It says, teach a just man and he will increase in learning so one of the cardinal signs of wisdom is your response to more wisdom amen on the other hand there there is a spirit of foolishness that when wisdom is coming they reject it the bible says reprove a wise man and he will love you. Amen. And the Bible says, rebuke a foolish man, and he will hate you. That is also Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8, the verse before that. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells you what will happen to you when you rebuke and reprove people. But says, He that reproveth a scorner gets to himself shame. So when the word of God is coming, we must understand that it's our our response to the word is is very very important it indicates whether we are having the spirit of foolishness or the spirit of wisdom you see let let me show you something let's say a poor man and a rich man you would have thought that maybe when a poor man is seeing riches he will rush towards the riches and get rich because that is exactly what he doesn't have how many understand what i'm saying how many will agree with me that a poor man and a rich man Let's say a very rich man is walking by the road and maybe he sees 5,000 CDs on the, on the road. 5,000 questions, 5,000 CD notes. And then a very, very poor man who has not even seen the 5,000 CD notes before. I mean, he has never used one before. He sees the 5,000 CD. Would you agree with me that it's more likely that if the two of them are walking together and the, the poor man sees the 5,000, he will rush towards that 5,000 CD's. How many will agree with me? But it's the opposite when it comes to wisdom and foolishness. The Bible says that a fool, rather, when you are bringing him wisdom, Proverbs chapter one, verse seven. It says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise instruction and wisdom. Fools actually despise the thing that they need. It's marvelous. It's marvelous in, 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 my, in my eyes. I've, I've never even understood it that we realize that the thing that they need, that is what they despise. Hallelujah. And so today, the word of the Lord is coming unto us, and I want us to decide that we are going to be wise. Amen. And because we are wise, when wisdom is coming, we become wiser. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 says that a wise man will increase in learning. A wise man will hear. First of all, it says a wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will attain unto counsels to understand the proverb and the sayings thereof and the wise sayings of, of, of the dark sayings of the wise. A wise man will try and understand more. But the foolish man, what he really needs to help him, Bible says he despises it. So I want us to have the right attitude. All right. Why are people standing at there's space upstairs? What's going on? We want to have the right attitude towards the word. Amen. Oh, can I have an Amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, I want to say something even more paradoxical paradoxical is an English word which means you know it should have been this but it's rather that do you understand you know that's how I can explain it It should have been this but it's rather that paradoxical paradox as I said one of the side effects of coming to church is that your English will improve can I have a witness for the Lord is that wise men learn more from fools than fools learn from wise men would you believe it that a wise man can learn from a fool because he's so wise I mean he's so wise that he learns from fools he's so wise that he picks up gems of information and revelation from fools you know the story professor 25 I want to read from verse 30 I said and I went by the field of a sluggard remember that story and lo it was all grown over with thorns and nettles that covered the surface thereof and lo the stone wall thereof was broken down and he said and I considered I looked upon it and I considered and I received instruction and I understood a wise man who he was he walked by the field of a foolish he looked at a foolish person's behavior and I was receiving understanding and wisdom and he said Ah, I received it what instruction did he receive a little slumber a little sleep a little folding of the arms to sleep so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and I want as an armed man he was able to understand and learn from a fool so let us be wise in fact if even a little child is talking to you receive it if it is wisdom because a wise man I tell you he picks wisdom from anywhere That the wisdom is coming from. Can I have a witness for the Lord? Can I have a louder witness for the Lord? Amen. So today we want to continue. Last week we were sharing about the patience of Job. Turn in your Bible to James chapter five. It's very important to understand the patience of Job because Job was a significant personality. I believe he was probably a Korean or an Asian or. What are other countries there in the Far East? Pardon? Malaysian, he was maybe a Malaysian or a Korean, Japanese, Singaporean. He was one of these because he was from the Far East. Amen. And uh, he was very rich. Those from the Far East are these days very rich. They have a lot of money because they have invented radios, hallelujah, and televisions, and they are selling them, hallelujah. We are all buying, all of us have radios, television, the cars, every second car is from Japan, and now from Korea. So, they were very rich in those days, and they are rich even now. And the Bible tells us in James chapter 5, hallelujah, verse 11, We read from verse 10. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Amen. The Bible says you have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful. Hallelujah. And of great mercies. Amen. Now we are studying Job's patience because that is the cardinal thing that we can see about Job is his ability to be patient. He was patient. Amen. And at the end of his being patient he had many things. What are some of the things that he had by being patient? He had what? Riches. What else? friends what else I can't hear you peace he had children long life remember he was very old he saw his children's children's children what else did he have promotion what else did he have justice was done it takes time for justice to be done hallelujah you may go to prison for a while but after some time justice may be done amen people may say bad things about you like Christ when Christ rose from the dead they said he hadn't risen from the dead when Christ rose from the dead they said immediately the first day they started lying about him that he hadn't risen from the dead but in time the process of time we all know that Christ has risen from the dead amen what else did he have by being patient health you can have health by being patient there's no need for you to go and see a fetish priest amen for him to tell you to take off your clothes and go and dance at the roundabout at 1 a.m. And then you come back and drink Coca-Cola, four bottles. After that, you cover your body with oil. And then you sleep on the veranda. No. Hallelujah. Be patient. God will heal you. Amen. Can I have a witness to the Lord? And so I asked you last week, have you ever heard somebody telling you, be patient? How many have heard that before? Be patient. So we, we hear people say the Lord, prove this, prove it, be patient. But our question is, how do you be patient? Amen. How exactly do we go about being patient? Amen. And so we began to share with you certain steps on how to be patient. Can you all remember? If you can remember, let me have a loud amen. amen. And so, what is the first step towards being patient? What? accepting delay yes no 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 you don't accept we define patience as being what the ability to accept delay annoyance and suffering without complaining amen let's all say it together the ability to accept delay annoyance and suffering without complaining. That is the Oxford dictionary's definition of patience. Amen. And I think it's a very good definition. Now how do you accept delay? How do you accept annoyance? And how do you live without complaining? This is the question we have to ask ourselves and this is what we need to find out. How can you live a life and accept certain delays which are going to come about in your life? What are you supposed to do? And last week we began to see steady steps on how to accept delay isn't it what is the first step to accepting delay <laughs> understanding that God's ways are not our ways amen can I have an amen yeah. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 and Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25 says that there is a way that seems right but that way does not lead to the, the place that you want God to take you to. Amen. Can I have an amen? Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16, it says, Go and stand in the ways and ask for the old path, which is the good way, and walk in that way, and you shall have rest for your souls. Can I have an amen? Can I have a louder amen? So God is saying that, go and ask for the old path, ask for the good way, because there are many ways. Bible says, enter ye in by the straight gate, for broad is the way, and wide is the gate that leads to destruction but narrow is the gate hallelujah narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it so God is encouraging us to stay in the way that he wants us to walk in hallelujah can I have an amen Bible says you shall hear a voice behind you say this is the way, walking in it, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. God is saying, this is the way. God is showing us the way by his prophets, by his preachers, by the pastors, by the anointed man that is sending to us, by the holy written word of God, by the holy scriptures. God is showing us, this is the way, Walk in the ways of the Lord. And if you walk in God's ways, God's blessings will come upon you. You will not need to struggle for it. You will not need to fight for it. You will not need to steal it. God will bring the blessings that you are. Sticking for and searching for, it will cause them to come to you if only you will learn to walk in his way that he has planned out for you. There are people who think that God doesn't want them to be rich. God doesn't want them to be mine. God doesn't want them to eat food. God doesn't want them to be happy. It is God who wants you to be mine. It's God who wants you to be rich. It's God who wants you to be blessed. It's God who wants you to be promoted. But there is a way, hallelujah, by which God is going to bring about those blessings. And you have to align yourself to the way that God has in store for you. God wants it more than you want it. My friend upstairs in the balcony. Hallelujah. Now, the second step to accepting delay is to understand that God does specific things at specific times. Please write it down in your notebook for those of you who are Christians and brought your notebooks. Turn to the person sitting next to you him, are you a Christian? Did you bring your notebook? Hallelujah! God does specific things at specific times. This step to being patient—you must understand that God doesn't doesn't just do things because He feels like doing things. He does things at certain times, and if it's not time, He won't do it. It's as simple as that. But for some of us, it will be difficult to understand. Because for some of us, we eat at any time. We sleep at any time. We can sleep in church, we can sleep at home, we can sleep in the car, we can sleep when we are walking. I mean, there's no inhibition. Some of us eat everywhere. You see them walking on the road, eating the killer, (laughs) Did You see them walking. I mean, they do anything, anywhere, at any time. So for some of you, you will find it difficult to understand this particular step. (laughs) But try hard to understand it anyway. Amen. God does specific things at specific times. Now, one may ask that, why does God do certain things at certain times? The answer is very simple. God is an organized God. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, Let all things be done decently and in order. God is a God of order. That is why when he married a man and a woman, he made somebody the head and somebody to follow. Although it's possible that a woman may even be wiser than a man, but God had to set an order. And although a woman may be able to give more input than a man, God had to set some order there has to be order because without order there is always confusion and so God has to set order and set an order of things the way they should happen and the order in which they should be set now God does certain things and specific things at specific times now for some of us the certain blessings are going to come into our lives at a particular time of our life and for some of us God is going to use us at a particular time of our life And if the time has not come, those things will not happen. You can climb the the tree, I don't care, it won't happen. You can climb the trusses in the church and sleep in the roof. It won't happen. If the time has not happened, has not come, for that thing to happen, you can fight it, you can do anything about it, it will never happen. It will not happen because the time is not there. And I want to say that even good things, God has a particular time that He will do them, and if the time hasn't come, He will never do it. Ah. You see, we try to understand God, but I want you to understand today that you cannot understand God because God is not a man, and God is not somebody who you can understand. I know why He doesn't let us understand everything about Him. God is not a man; it's as simple as that. If God is not a man, the way He does things is different from the way men do things. Hallelujah. So you must understand that God has a particular way of doing things At a particular time I want to give you one very good example And that is the coming of Jesus Christ One would ask that Why did God wait for such a long time Before Jesus came Why? Why for so long? Why from the time that Abraham came Apparently Abraham came about 2,000 years Also before Christ now why did god wait for a very very long time all the babylonians the greeks alexander the great the babylons the book of nisa all those people never heard about christ never had an opportunity why did god wait till the time that christ came before christ came now christ has also gone and he's going to come again he has he has not come but he's going to come that is our faith we believe and i know that he will come now, why is he not coming? Or why has he not come yet? Why are you alive and why are you not dead? Why are you not yet dead? Your time hasn't come, but it is coming. Today, today has made it one day nearer. <laughs> Some people don't know. Maybe I'll have to show you from the Bible. The day that you are born and the day that you are that you will die is already fixed it's not something that is negotiable it is negotiable in a certain sense that you can pray about it but the day that you are born and the day that you are that god knows only that he doesn't want to tell you because if you know that you are dying on wednesday afternoon today tomorrow tuesday you'll never be happy it's better that you don't know amen so that you can be happy at least after tuesday service (laughs) now the time that christ came what's the right time in God's timetable the time that Christ is going to come is going to be the time in God's timetable for Christ to come do I know everything? I don't know everything and you also don't know everything and you don't have to try to know everything and it's not important to know everything hallelujah we must understand the little part that God will give us to understand now when you understand that God will do it, but he will do it in his time. And that the time has not yet come, then you can easily be happy. Because you know that, ah, it's definitely going to come, but it's not like, let's say your birthday or your wedding. Maybe you are in a relationship and you know that you are going to get married this year, November 14th, okay? Now 14th of November is coming, or let's say even nearer in April, you are getting married on April the 20th, 20th of April. Thursday night, you're getting married on the 20th of April. Now the day is coming and you know, you are prepared. So you are are not worried, you are not anxious. But the Christian sister, who cannot see even a beloved inside. (laughs) At a certain stage, do you understand? That person begins to be agitated because the person is not like you, you have a date. you have a date but she doesn't she does not even have a a beloved and so you can understand how she's getting agitated but if you can understand that god has a time at which he's going to give you a beloved a particular time when i entered a relationship and i had a beloved i believe that god spoke to me at that particular time and said "Enter a relationship now it was for my own sake and for my own protection because god wanted even to protect me from a lot of things i was a leader i was a nice brother in the church in the in the fellowship i was everybody's friend i visited everybody and i at that time i mean i didn't know a lot of things that i know now i didn't know there was a lot of badness in the world that i am now knowing and even the weight of women so that a christian brother very naive you are walking among the sisters. you don't know the snares and the traps that are being said oh ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 10 I, I find more bitter than that the woman whose heart is snares and traps traps you know you know when you say oh i didn't know you were coming you knew he was coming you were you were planning and you were praying and you had a connection you knew he was coming oh I know you coming you've done your hair everything you didn't know he was coming mm. But God knew, hallelujah, are you understanding what I'm saying? That it was time for me to do that. At a certain point in my time, it was time for me to marry. God said to me to marry, and I married. I believe it was very, very important for me to marry at the time. If I had a specific dream, I'll not tell you the dream, but I had a specific dream, i said, marry. Oh, I don't want trouble. I will marry. Now, there are specific times that certain things are going to take place in your life. When you know that oh the time hasn't come, you are relaxed. Some of us want promotion. When promotion time hasn't come and you are promoted, it will be very unfortunate. The Bible says that when a servant ruleth, the earth trembles. The earth trembles <laughs> because you are really a servant and you have been mistakenly got into the into power. And that is why sometimes when some of these people come into power in various countries, we don't want to mention for instance, the country whose name begins with G, (laughs) and and people are not used to being in power, they are not used to being in charge of anything, and and you begin to see the terrorism that is practiced, because they are not, the Bible says that when a servant ruleth, the earth trembles. they will, will, will be castigating people who are wearing suits and going to work. Or people who are wearing suits. What is wrong with wearing a suit? You're, you're against people driving cars. What is wrong with driving a car? We must not be against progress. We must be for progress. Whoever we are. So when the time hasn't come and you happen to get there, it will be unfortunate. But God has a specific time. Now today, I want to ask you, how are we supposed to know God's time? How are we supposed to know the time? How are you supposed to know the time for certain things? Because, ah, pastor, it's very nice for us to know that there is a time for certain things. Now, how can we know the time that indeed the time has arrived? Okay. turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 1. I want to point out to you something that the invention of watches is a latest invention. Hallelujah. Yesterday at the wedding, Reverend Saki gave us a very important revelation. You see, these modern wives are calling their husbands, darling, honey, sweetheart, What fried fish, chicken, Sweetie pudding. But the thing that a wife is supposed to call a husband is my lord. If my wife doesn't call me my lord, I have to talk to her about it. But it's a, it's a biblical terminology. We, are, we have gone away from the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, watches are modern things. Can I have an amen? amen? Which have been invented by man to simplify the process of determining the time. Is, watches are very modern. Some time ago, before watches were invented, they had a I I, I don't know the name of it, you turn it round. Hourglass, is that what it's called? Hourglass, and then there's the sand or something will fall. Then when it goes down, you know that uh, it's one hour. It's at twelve o'clock. It's one hour. You know when it turns around this way, then the sand will fall. By the time the sand finished going through, then another hour or two hours or whatever. Has passed so this is the development of man hallelujah and man has progressed to a point where now you just have a watch when you look at your watch you know immediately that it is two o'clock it is Friday it's 21st August and it is 1996 but that's modern there is an old way of determining the time amen and we want to know how to determine the time today I want to show you some very important things in the Word of God number one Genesis chapter 1 verse Thirteen. And in the evening, God was creating heaven and earth, and the morning was the third day, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven, to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days, and for years. Amen. And let them be for light in the firmament of the heaven, To give light upon the earth. And it was so. Now, this scripture is telling us that God created the heavens and the earth. The sun, the moon, the stars, and so on. To provide a demarcation in time It's the creation of God. Amen. And so, people were expected to look at certain things and know what time it is. But man has developed so much that now we don't even look at the sun. You know, there's a saying there's that says, when the moon dies, it, we'll get our pay, isn't it? Moon die. A lot of uh, older people, especially houses and and so on, and, uh, some of these people, they say, when moon die, I'll come. It has maybe even now become a terminology, but it was something that they used to know that is the end of the month. The moon will die. The moon will be finished. There will be no moon then it means that the month has 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 come the month has ended so you realize that there are several things that god has set up in the earth. people have studied stars there are certain stars and so on that can show you sand. this is actually what these things were created for now we don't even look at the moon to see what, the, what whether this is the end of the month we don't even care now so much so that in the time of jesus jesus said something he said that when you see these things happening know that the time is near he said when you see these things happening no so much so that christians have got to the point where, because we are so used to looking at our watch and looking at the calendar and looking at the day that this is going to happen we don't even watch for those things anymore and those times may be coming very near it, it does not even occur to us so much so that in First Thessalonians 5, verse 1, when Paul was writing to the Thessalonians, he said that, I have no need to write to you about the times and the seasons. Let, let's look at that. He said, I don't, need to, I don't even need to write to you about it. Because, I mean, you know. I mean, I wonder if in that day they had even invented watches. Hallelujah. Amen. He said in First Thessalonians 5, verse 1, tell in your Bible, those of you who are Christians and brought your Bibles, It says, but of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly, hallelujah, that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Amen. So the times and the seasons are something that ordinary Christians are supposed to know. This is the time for this and for that and for that just as we know when sometimes you see a young man let's say a young man maybe playing the organ or playing the dragon so you know that he's getting to the time where he may be getting married soon hallelujah do you understand what i'm saying you see a certain man is getting to a point you know that uh, this man soon very soon he may be getting married and he may be having children Now the bible says that i don't really have to write to you because you know the times the times and the seasons seasons are a different things that's the next thing i'm going to talk about but the times you know the time but at another place in the bible this same bible in acts chapter one the bible says that the apostles when they were standing i believe on the mount of Olives, they were asking the lord what time will you do this and that and jesus told them that it's not for you to know the times which the father has set in his own hand there are certain times that it's not does not concern you and those ones you don't have to know there are things which the father has determined that he is going to do even the son doesn't know but other times you are supposed to know Can I have an amen? Let's look at it, Acts chapter 1. I want us to turn there and I want you to just take note of that scripture. We are doing Bible study. Can I have a witness for the Lord? Can I have a witness for the Lord? Acts chapter 1, very, very quickly, please. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, amen? They asked him, they asked him, And when they were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? At that time, Israel was under the rule of the Romans. They were wondering, where is Israel going to be independent again? Have their own nation. And the Lord said that it is not for you to know. Amen. The times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Hallelujah hallelujah now you realize here that god has shown us that there are certain times that we ought to know and there are certain times that we ought not to know and today i want to point out to you from the bible the bible tells us in first chronicles 12 12 verse 30 to say that and the children of Issachar were different from the other type of christians because they had an understanding of the times Let's also tend to that. These things I can be quoting them but I want you to attend to it. First Chronicles chapter 12. Let's look at it and underline it. But I I want you to there are things I want you to have yourself hallelujah underlined in your own Bible. All right? Verse 32 First Chronicles chapter 12 underline it in your own Bible. Note it. Sometimes you'll be scanning through. Remember, I ah, remember that verse when you scan through your Bible those of you who are Christians and brought your Bibles you will see it says and of the children of Ithaca which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do hallelujah there are some Christians that have no understanding of the time they don't know what is happening they don't care it doesn't bother them. they do anything that they are doing and it doesn't bother them. but God is saying, hallelujah, can I have an amen that we've got to know the time. And I want to point out I want to show you I want to take today's service to show you about the time of that, uh, what time it is now spiritually. I'm just going to use one example. And I want to show you from the Bible, hallelujah, that it is around the time, uh, this time that we are in, it's around the time that Jesus Christ is about to come back to this earth. When I was in Jerusalem and I was standing on the Mount of Olives, I stood on the Mount of Olives. As I was standing on the Mount of Olives, Mount of Olives is where Jesus stood and prophesied about Jerusalem. He, he talked about Jerusalem, talked about the temple. I was standing where Jesus stood. <laughs> he walked where I walk I also walk where he walks <laughs> and as I was standing on the Mount of Olives and, and you know I was, he said as you see him go he's going to come back in the same way to this same place he's going to put his feet on the Mount of Olives he's going to come right back there and you realize that years have gone and years have come and one wonders that is it when is Christ coming I want to show you there are four signs that every Christian should know that because of what you see Christ can come even this evening you see what we are saying what signs exist today have never existed before never number one the sign of Israel Israel the sign of Israel you see did you see right there that? Jesus was asked, Are you not going to restore the kingdom to Israel and so on? And Jesus laughed because Jesus knew that from the time that he was talking, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until 1948, Israel would never even be a nation because 70 years after Christ died, Israel was flattened. And from that time up till now, 1948, that is when Israel became a state. People like Yitzhak Rabin who were fighting as soldiers from their youth for Israel to be a nation they fought in the battles in the Second World War and so on until Israel became accepted just as how Palestine has been accepted as a nation in the UN and gradually Israel has become established now, the Bible tells us that Israel is going to be a banner to the nation. Now, one will ask that. Why is Israel important? Because Israel doesn't have um, oil, like wheat. Israel is of no importance in a certain sense. It's a desert. If I want to know, it's a desert. The, the sand is the, all the color of the whitish stones. All the buildings are made of this whitish stone. It's, it's a desert. You wonder how they are able to do anything there. It's just a miracle. Now, one of the signs of the return of Christ is the existence of Israel, which has not existed for 2,000 years. And you remember that Abraham was around about 2,000 years. 2,000 years after Abraham, Christ came. 2,000 years after Christ, it's possible that Christ may be coming. And we are in the 1,996th year. In four years, it's going to be 2,000 years since Christ Jesus came. now what you must understand dear church is that a miracle is existing before our very eyes in Jeremiah chapter 16 and I'm going to let us turn to it the Bible tells us about how Christ about how he said that I will send fishes to go and talk to the people of Israel to come but they wouldn't listen after that I will send hunters Jeremiah 16 16 Let's let's turn to it. I think we have to look. Good. Chapter sixteen. Hallelujah. Have you found it? It says in Jeremiah chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. It says, therefore I will cast you out of this land. God was prophesying to the Israelites in the days of Jeremiah. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said, the Lord liveth that brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Now, it says in verse 14, therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord liveth that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, which is where Russia was. And from all the lands whither he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it goes on and there are several scriptures that we can show you. And you realize that. Israel has been gathered once from Egypt we all know the story of Moses but once more the Bible tells that it will now. what I will do is going to be different so that people will not talk about the Egyptian one people will talk about how you have brought Israel from all the nations and you know that there were a lot of Jews Jews there are different types of Jews they are Ethiopian Jews they are black Jews there are Russian Jews German Jews American Jews. New York City it's all Jews Jewish Jews own the whole place and they are the ones pouring their money in. It's like how Ghanaians are sending money from abroad into Ghana. And you find out that God said that in the last days, he's going to regather his people. And certain of the prophecies, which, for instance, that the temple of God must be rebuilt, were not ever going to be possible until Israel existed again. Now, the Bible tells us that israel is going to be a sign bible says that it's going to be a banner to the nations that is that it's just like a clock when you watch israel you can see the time and at first you see when i was in, in jerusalem there was this uh, man that i met who took me around as a, a driver taxi driver and he took me around and he was showing me showed me the border when we got to a place we were going to bethlehem when we got to a place he showed me said that this is where we were at first and he showed me the the post and you can see the bullet holes in all the 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 the, the, the pillars and so on that were there and he said that this was and they said in 1967 the war then we took from here he showed me he's a jew he said we took from here then we drove all that place bethlehem and we realized that israel came as a small nation they were attacked from the day that they started they were attacked 1967 1972 all the time saddam hussein also decided to bomb them and they are there rather every time they were attacked they rather expanded and they expanded and they took all the territories that they have occupied the golan heights and all the, all those things are indications of the regathering now it was never possible for the jews to come back because there was no nation but when hitler came that's why jeremiah chapter 16 verse 16 said first i will send you the fishes A fisherman is somebody who puts a hook with a small bait and attracts you. And he said that if you do not listen to the fishers, I will send you the hunter. When God sent them the fishers, there were people that were going around and speaking to the Jews all over the world. say, come back to your nation. They said, no, we are happy here. We are happy in Germany. We are happy in Poland. We are happy in, in, in Russia. We are happy here we don't want to go anywhere and so God sent a hunter a hunter is somebody who chases you behind with fear and Hitler came and Hitler tried to exterminate the whole Jews if you go to Jerusalem they have a museum specially dedicated to the extermination of the Jews there's a particular hall when you enter the hall it's just to remember the children that were slaughtered Millions and millions and millions of them. They, they, the, the room is dark. It is just mirrors with candles. You see, somebody says that there's a problem with Jews and Arabs. The problem with Jews and Arabs is that they never forget. And the problem with Europeans and Americans is that they never remember. But as with the Jews, they will never forget. And when I, when I look, when I wait into that hall, as you enter, you walk, you, you will not even know how to walk. Just candles. Then you hear a name. Then they will say, Johan. Sebastian born this had killed at the age of four then as you go you'll be hearing the names they will be mentioned, it's recorded continuously, they are just mentioning it so that they will never forget what the Germans did to to their people and you realize that Hitler came and after Hitler had finished with them they said no, we have to go to our own country so they all started coming back From 1948, there were just a few thousand. Now there are about six million and above gathered. Thousands from Ethiopia, black Jews. Recently, if you were watching CNN, the black Jews were uh, demonstrating that when they donate blood, the hospital throws the blood away. They've come from Ethiopia. (laughs) They've come. Bible says that no more will it be said. The Lord. The second sign, we don't have time to go. The second thing that you have to look at to know what God and let me just even make a comment here you realize that because Israel was run over by all the different nations you realize that Arabs who are Muslims came to Jerusalem and they have built a mosque right where the temple was and inside the mosque they've got a rock and they say that that is a rock in which Abraham sacrificed Ishmael is Abraham sacrificed Isaac you see people think that Christianity and Islam are compatible they are not compatible and they are not the same there are different things that they say they say muslims say that abraham sacrificed ishmael but christianity bible tells us that abraham sacrificed isaac (laughs) they are very different things hallelujah you have to know the difference now you realize that right at that spot there is a mosque and that is a place where the temple must be built and that one too we don't know how it will happen because to break this mosque it will be a beast but whatever will be whatever the lord wants to do so if you hear something like that has happened remember what i'm telling you today you know that another something is happening sign that we are seeing the second sign is the sign of europe europe the roman empire it's another thing that you have to watch very carefully because it is something that god has predicted in his word And I want us to turn to Daniel chapter 2. These are important signs. And these signs are indicating to us that Christ may come before your wedding. (laughs) Hallelujah. Christ may come before all your plans. are fulfilled all your business dreams. That is why we've got to serve him with zeal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now in Daniel chapter 2 there was a, a story, we don't have time to read the whole story because we'll be ending in about 5 minutes but in that dream there was a, a vision the, the king saw a dream and he called for all the wise men and all the wise men were coming to give an interpretation but the king was wiser than the wise men and he said I know if I tell you the dream by all means you will tell me an interpretation because you know that every dream, if you have a dream, I, I was walking on the road a cow a cow attacked me from the left. When a cow came, I took out a sword and I killed it. When I killed it, the cow turned into a snake. Immediately, you can have an interpretation. The cow represents your grandmother. The, snake, the sword represents the, uh, the word of God. The snake represents the devil and so on and so forth. So every dream can have an interpretation if you want it. But Nebuchadnezzar said, that No, if I tell you the dream, you will lie to me. I'm not a fool. Tell me the dream I had and tell me the interpretation then I will know that you are really interpreting dreams and the Bible said they were going to kill all of them and then they called Daniel Daniel said why are you worrying yourself let me pray to my God so he prayed and God showed him the dream that he had and showed him the interpretation now this was the dream in the dream in Daniel chapter 2 it says that you saw verse 31 thou king sawest and behold a great image this great image whose brightness was excellent the form was terrible the head was gold the arms were brass the chest was brass the breast was brass the arms were silver his belly ties of brass and his legs were iron and his feet notice the feet part of iron and part of clay verse 34 is the most important verse it says and thou sawest notice till that a stone was cut out without hands notice without hands this is something that god himself is going to do which smote the image upon his feet notice where the stone hits the image upon the feet of the image that where iron and clay and break them into pieces hallelujah then was the iron and clay, the brass silver, the gold, broken to pieces, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. Notice, and the stone, which, what is that stone? What do you think that stone is? What do you think that stone is? He said, and that stone, which smote the image, became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. What do you think that stone is? Hallelujah. Nobody's trying to interpret the dream. Amen. Now, the man interpreted the dream and he showed them. He said that the head of gold, and I want you to understand this today, the head of gold was Babylon. It is you, Nebuchadnezzar. After that, another kingdom will come. And just as Daniel prophesied, in fact, these visions are so accurate that people feel that the book of Daniel was written after the things happened. There are people who say that Daniel was not written at the date that we we have for it. Because other parts of Daniel, the the, the descriptions of the wars are so accurate. That's exactly what happened. After the head of gold will come another kingdom. After that kingdom will come another kingdom. There were four kingdoms. Now, the first kingdom was Babylon. The second kingdom was the Medes and the Persians. The Persian kingdom, Cyrus the Great and so on. And then the third kingdom was the greeks alexander the great have you heard of alexander the great in your history we learned it in history and then the fourth kingdom which was iron a very hard kingdom was the roman empire since the days of nebuchadnezzar these are the progression that has come and it was the roman kingdom kingdom that was very very strong and very very hard there are other parts of the bible which talks about four different beasts we don't have time to go into all that i'm just giving you a gist of it this morning because we have only five minutes more now you find out that the bible says that the the legs of the thing was toast was made out of iron and clay now you realize that the roman empire where was rome the roman empire was where europe is today in fact all these four kingdoms were where europe was especially the roman empire now at this last day Europe has been divided into Germany, Holland, Spain, Belgium, England, and what else? Portugal, Holland, Netherlands, France, Switzerland, Norway, and so on. But in this last day, suddenly at the very last point, Europe is trying to come back together as one more, a kingdom, That it used to be before. That was the same Roman name and the head head of Rome. You know, Rome is part of Italy. The same thing. But this time, the Bible is describing that the feet are, part of the feet are iron and part of the feet are clay. So that it indicates that the union is not strong. It's not a proper union. And that is exactly what is happening in Europe. In fact, so much so that people predicted before Europe became ten nations that it was the ten nations if you remember the beast revelation 31 i saw a beast arise out of the sea revelation 13 Levi, i saw another beast that the head it had ten horns and so on that europe was going to be ten nations and out of those ten nations three will come one will be the king and so on now out of these nations the temples, part of iron part of clay they are trying to join but they cannot join because they speak different languages number one, french is different from spanish spanish is also different from english english is also different from flemish flemish is also different from dutch they are all different languages and they are not and you can see england under margaret she didn't want to join it up to now they are always fighting it some are joining to to the extent that now they have one visa if you want to go to europe they call it schengen visa if you get a schengen visa it qualifies you to go to any part of europe except england portugal uh, spain germany this it's called the schengen visa they are now, now trying to go but the, the union is they are trying to have one currency, they are going to abolish francs, pounds, this have one currency. It is a sign now. now the Bible says that the stone which is carved out of hands that are not made is going to be directed at those uncertain union, the iron and the clay. Are you understanding what I'm saying? and that stone that is carved without hands i believe is going to be i believe it's going to be the coming of christ and it's going to strike at those that union and it's going to come there and that thing could never have been possible because since the breakup of the roman empire many years ago after around 400 bc or 400 ad whichever it is there has been no empire like that but now the empire has returned and it's coming, and just as the Bible says that after the legs of iron, the iron and clay begin to mix. And after the four kingdoms, first it was the Babylonians, they were gone. The meats and patience, they were gone. Then the Greeks, they were also put aside. Now the Romans. And after the Romans, there was nothing until now. They have reformed again. And the Bible says that a stone carved out of a mountain, carved without hands, will come and strike at them. Now, this is just one of the scriptures we, we can go into Revelations, Daniel, and so on, which one day maybe we'll have to do on a Sunday, on some Sundays. But this is not, I'm just trying to point out one or two things to you. So it is a sign, Europe, Europe. And you know what happened? One day I was sitting on a plane from Geneva to London. And uh, you know when you go to a place, sometimes they give you... Uh, newspapers to read, so I took a newspaper and when I took the newspaper and I looked there was a picture, and there was a picture of Margaret Thatcher in a Roman arena they had drawn a a picture of a Roman arena Do you understand of the old Roman Empire where they used to fight, and they had put a picture of Margaret Thatcher on it, and they had written the headlines Margaret Thatcher in the Roman Arena, she was going to Belgium or so for a meeting on this Europe, what do you call it and when i looked at that i said am i dreaming this is what the secular newspapers are writing that so and so in the roman arena so it's, it's like they can still see the roman empire being reformed before their very eyes it's a sign that christ may come before your wedding the third important sign is the world turn your bible to matthew chapter 24. we don't have much time very quickly please this is not a teaching on prophecy but it is important amen can i have a witness for the lord matthew chapter 24 very quickly matthew chapter 24. all right and jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple and jesus said unto them see not all these things verily i say unto you there shall not be left here one stone upon another hmm. that shall not be thrown down see, this Is this a person if you were to prophesy the people will stone you a building that exists you are saying that it will not be there and that is exactly what happened up to today. There's no, not a stone. Verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, this is the Mount of Olives I was telling you about, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. A good example is Muhammad about some 600 years or so after Christ came, he also came and said that he was a savior. You understand? And has created a very strong, powerful religion all over the world. As it were, standing neck to neck with Christianity, claiming there's something that we call the 1040 window in evangelism. It is the latitude 10 to latitude 40. There is a section of the world which is blacked out from the gospel. And that is the section that is under Islam and it was used also communism used to be there and you find out that the gospel can hardly be spoken over there false Christ shall come false saviors shall come you shall hear of wars rumors of war do we not have wars and rumors of wars be not troubled these are the signs the whole world the chaos in the world Verse seven nations shall rise against nation kingdom against kingdom these are the signs in the world Saddam Hussein will rise up Nigeria is fighting with Cameroon, Ghana will fight with Togo, America will fight with Cuba, Bosnia will fight with Herzegovina, Herzegovina will fight with Latvia. Russia will fight with Chechnya, Angola will fight with what, South Africa will fight against, the blacks will fight against, kingdom will rise against kingdom, nation will rise against nation, it's a sign Christ return hallelujah there shall be famines pestilences famines we have seen on CNN by God's grace we have had the privilege of watching famine live what happens in Rwanda pestilence epidemic is the word pestilence is an old English word for epidemic now today in medicine we say epidemic we don't say pestilence but pestilence is the word for epidemic we have seen major epidemics in this world and now we have the latest epidemic. We have been able to eradicate smallpox and other epidemics. Recently I was watching so many thousands of people died in, in Nigeria from uh, cerebrospinal meningitis and so on. But now we have an epidemic which has reached worldwide proportions. And therefore it's known as a pandemic. When an epidemic gets to a point, it's called a pandemic. Now it's a pandemic. And that is an epidemic of what? AIDS. Many people have AIDS. And I wouldn't be surprised if some people in church today have AIDS. Then there's a person sitting next to you say, I say, hope, I, hope, I, hope, I, hope, I hope it's not you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Turn your Bible to Daniel chapter 12. We are opening many scriptures today because we are learning how to determine the time. So many times things are going to be assigned. Daniel chapter 12. Hallelujah. And I heard, verse 8, and I heard that I understood, and I said, Oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? He said, Go thy way, seal it up, hallelujah. And then he gave him a time. Amen. Now, in Daniel chapter 12, from verse 1, he said, At that time, Michael shall stand up, being the great prince, which shall stand up for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, as there never was was a nation at that time thy people shall be delivered and everyone found written in the book and many of them that sleep in the dark shall awake some to everlasting life some to contempt. they that be wise shall shine at the stars forever but all thou Daniel shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased this is another that shut up shut up this seal until the time of the end. Everybody say the end. Amen. What is going to happen at the end? The Bible says that many shall run to and fro. And knowledge shall be increased. I mean, know that there's never knowledge like we have had knowledge today? Knowledge. We can transplant hearts. I even hear you can transplant brains now. Or oh, somebody trying to transplant brains. Hearts. We can open a heart. Surgery. So many things we take for granted. You see cars that are like beds moving on the roads aeroplanes Recent, when I was when I was recently and I saw the Concord going into the air and I said it's wonderful when you see a big plane a jumbo jet 747 going into the air the last time I was entering a plane I said man it's wonderful and you see that people are running to it there's so much travel travel all the time anytime KLM Swiss air Ghana Airways, British Airways are coming from Europe from America they are always full you wonder it's a sign Every airport in the world is being expanded. Many shall run to and through. And Bible says knowledge shall increase. The knowledge that we have now. <laughs> what sickness do you have? It can be cured. Almost. Almost. <laughs> what what scientists, we have gone to the moon. We've gone to some of this. We are sitting here, we are watching what is happening in South Africa that is why soccer we have become interested in soccer late, because we have been watching Abedi Pele and Tony do when Tony Abua scores a goal in Leeds we all watch it in Ghana knowledge how can it be that I can see somebody in the, in the television it's knowledge and the last so the sign is the world the things that are happening in the world and the last sign is the gospel in Matthew chapter 24 again we are just rounding up here the last sign. I said four signs one sign is Israel another sign is Europe another sign is the world and the last sign is the gospel in Matthew chapter 24 hallelujah in Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 it says and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations and then." shall the end come this is the only place where the bible says then the end will come the gospel is going to be preached underline that verse in your bible matthew twenty-four, fourteen, and that is why i, I want to evangelize so that christ will come quickly before your wedding amen but call amen or you will say amen because the more the gospel is preached the more it brings the coming of christ nearer so without your watch you can look at all these signs and see certain things are very near that we never thought were near and when you know that christ is coming you know how to behave your life yourself you see some people that all their mind is their life they are they are learning their exam their school their money their business christ he has two hours on sunday morning and won't be christ if he takes more than two hours And the service is delayed. Woe to Christ. Why why are you doing that to Christ? If Christ decides to delay for two minutes, you have given the Lord only two hours, and half of us come very late. All of you upstairs, you came after I started preaching. And many of you at the back, you came after, I mean, when we say second offering, some of you have never even given first offering before. Second offering, just draw first offering. You don't even know what it is. Woe to Christ if he asks you to come early. But I want us to be ready. That's why the Bible says that it will be unfortunate. You know, actually, when Christ comes, I believe I will, I will go. Reverend Saki will go. Pastor Jake, Pastor Jake, what about your wife? Your wife is going to go. Kezia will be gone. All our wives will be gone. Most of the. Serious Christians, all the serious Christians, you know those that are ready will be gone, but some people will be left behind. When you come, you have to organize yourselves. In fact, I'm going to teach you 22 how to survive after you are left behind. <laughs> Stand on your feet, everybody, <laughs> give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> 22 steps how to make it <laughs> Hallelujah Just lift up your hands to the Lord Just say Lord show me the time let me, let me be aware Let me not be walking Somebody maybe a bomb is coming You don't know you are just walking somewhere But you don't know what danger you are in you want to say lord show me the time let me live as though i know the time let me rise and be more spiritual than i am let me know the time of my blessing the time of my promotion the time even of your death the men of god of all they knew when they were going to die Bible said jacob gathered up his feet gave commandments unto his children and he gave up the ghost people of all knew that this was going to happen and they were prepared they knew the signs thank you Holy Spirit of God in the name of Jesus we give you the praise and the honor and the glory we thank you father in Jesus mighty name thank you Lord amen every head bowed and every eye closed this morning as we close this service it will be very unfortunate for you to come to church and go away without knowing Jesus as your savior maybe some of you have been invited here to church maybe some of you have come here before. Maybe this maybe this, is the first time. But deep down in your heart. You know you are not ready. Maybe Christ may come. Today or tomorrow. Bible says at a time when you think not. Christ will come. If you are here today. You know deep down in your heart. You are not ready. You are not sure. You want to say. Pastor pray for me today. Before I go out of this room. I want to be born. I want to be sure. That my name is in the book of life. Pastor please pray for me. If you are here like that. I want you to lift up your right hand. You want to you want to give your life to guys you want to be sure you want to say pastor I want to be born again today please pray for me I want to be sure that my name is in the book of life lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you lift it up high God bless you I see your hand God bless you I see your hand God sees your hand. Just lift it up high. Don't think about anybody. You want to say, Lord, I want to be ready. Maybe God is showing you a sign. Today that you've come to church. God is speaking to you. He's giving you a sign. This is a sign to you that your life must be straight with God from today. Lift up your right hand. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to face out things with God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you that have lifted up your hands high, I want you to do one more thing. Come to the front here and I will pray with you as we close. Those of you that have lifted up your hand just come to the front here very quickly come to jesus today god bless you my sister god bless you my sister my brother coming from the back god bless you those of you that lifted up your hand all over there just come to the front we are going to pray with you there's room for you at the cross there's room there's room there's room hallelujah why don't you clap for them as they come to jesus clap for them from upstairs come to jesus Oh yes, that's room That's room room At the cross For you That's room At the cross For you Dominion There is still room for one Yes, there's room at the cross for you Let's pray. Close your eyes and let's say this prayer. Say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning I realize that I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I give my heart to you, I give my heart to you, Lord Jesus, take my life, take my life, take my heart, I give myself to you, so help me God, from today, I will serve Jesus, and I will follow the Lord, in Jesus name, Amen, Amen, God bless you, why don't you put your hands together for them?